0: Hello, and we're back in your podcast feed with another episode of Three Time Tea Time from Folio Albums. Grab a pen and paper. I know you're going to enjoy this one. I'm Stuart, and in this episode of Three Time Tea Time, Millie, Amber, and I are joined by the amazing Natalie Webster from Natalie J Weddings to talk business and mindset. Natalie is a successful wedding photographer and educator who has grown her business while juggling a busy life schedule. She has bags of energy that is contagious and incredibly generous with sharing her knowledge and experience. During this episode, she talks to us about how she built a thriving wedding photography business, why learning is key to growing, the importance of reviewing your year and setting goals, how your mindset could be holding you back, as well as plenty more useful tips and advice. So grab that pad and settle in with a cuppa. Hello, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: We're in the Big Smoke, my hometown. Yes. Um, I probably mentioned that, on the, I think, on the first podcast. So I'm quite enjoying being here, actually. <laughs> uh, but apologies in advance if there's um, sirens in the background. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's unavoidable, I think, being here. So, Natalie, we were just talking before we started, and you got, you got us really um, kind of intrigued and excited to hear about your story. And I'd love for you to just kind of tell us how you kind of first got into wedding photography.
1: Okay, so... I'll skim through this. It's a long story. (laughs) Um, I first got my camera from Santa when I was seven. Took loads of photos. That's adorable. (laughs) It's sweet, right? Um, I actually took loads and loads of photos growing up on holiday, of friends, things like that. And after I had my son when I was 18, I documented his life quite a lot. So I would go through about two rolls of film every every week, um, wow. get those printed. I used to get triple print. Do you remember those, the big one and the two small ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. used to do those every week. And when he was one, went to college part-time for a year. And that was mixed media, so fine art, um, a little bit of photography. Then a year later, did a fine art foundation degree and specialised in photography. That then led me on to go to university for photography. So I actually do have a photography degree, And after I did my degree, I moved down to London and was studio manager at ASOS for two years, then fig leaves for a year before I went self-employed, mainly doing fashion, headshots, portraits, corporate, commercial, that kind of thing actually a lot of fashion stuff. So for like Elle, Cosmopolitan, in, in the magazines, I'm Bill sure when, when
2: I first met you at an SWPP, you were doing stuff for Sweaty Betty as well. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I remember
1: you telling me you had a fashion background. Yeah, for a number of years, I did actually, I, I, I kind of balanced it. So there was it was mainly fashion mm. with a little bit of weddings to pay the rent. Because obviously <laughs> being a single mom living in London, the rent was a lot. Um, then I started to get a lot of really good feedback from those first weddings that I was shooting and thought, do you know what, actually, this means a lot more than doing a fashion shoot. Fashion was- fashion photography sounds great, mm-hmm. but doesn't pay that well. And they don't really care about you or the photos that you're taking. I remember one fashion shoot that I was on and the client literally was laying back in a chair, eating pizza, watching his tenders on his laptop. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> but it didn't make me feel like what I was creating was valued or special or anything like that. Whereas the fa- the wedding photography the clients that I had, they were coming back to me and crying and saying, oh my gosh, yeah. these are so, so yeah. special. So I did shoot weddings alongside fashion for a number of years. And then I think it was in 2015, I think it was, I made the decision, the conscious decision to scale back on fashion and really pursue the weddings. So to start with, a lot of my clients were people that I knew from the fashion industry. And what was quite interesting is they all said to me, we really like your fashion work, shoot our wedding like that. Because at the time, there weren't that many sort of documentary or editorial style wedding photographers out there. And what I thought was really interesting is that they had given me permission to just shoot what I saw shoot Mm -hmm. it how I felt it and the moments that I thought Mm -hmm. mattered you know and it was that it was the difference in feedback from the images versus the fashion feedback Mm -hmm. that made me really kind of go full steam ahead with my wedding photography business and now here we are 319 weddings later Wow,
0: Wow. (laughs) that sounds exhausting just listen to
1: that number I mean it's been a number of years but yeah I have shot in some amazing places like Iceland Paris New York Uh, Hawaii, Venice, Santorini, kind of all over. So I feel very proud of what I've built.
0: Can I ask, just going back, you've got a very, uh, I guess, classical introduction and education into photography. During that kind of learning process, did you study the business of photography?
1: Oh my gosh, no. Mm. There was literally (laughs) nothing. So it was a photography degree um but all we really did there was not really any practical elements we had one studio session for an hour in the last term of the third year uh, but it was very conceptual so there were people taking photos of trees and then writing an essay to go along with it talking about loneliness so it was quite conceptual <laughs> and we, we just... <laughs> i've been there done that my photography degree yeah. sounds the same yeah. <laughs> Was, was it the same standard? one probably
0: <laughs> standard <There's Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but there was nothing about the business side of running a photography business so and, and do you know what I left a three-year photography degree not really knowing even how to use my camera so everything that I've built since I have kind of sought out myself through courses trainings mentors yeah. that kind of thing
0: So kind of focusing on that kind of the business side of running a photography business, you know, clearly you, uh, you know, we went into kind of the fashion industry, at what point did you, uh, I guess, become competent in running a business, you you said you were kind of learning about it, trying to kind of study, you know, was it was there a moment the penny just dropped you like, Oh, I'm a business person, I, you know, I'm, I'm good at running a business or, you know, like most of us, did you kind of fumble your way through it, make mistakes? I'm just kind of interested to know, you know, how you became that business focused photographer? as well as the creative side, of course.
1: I'll be honest, there was a lot of fumbling. Mm. There was a lot of winging it, a lot of, I'm going to try this. But because I was a single mum living in London, the rent alone was 1400 a month, then council tax and bills and childcare stuff. I had to make it work. I had no option. So I just had to make it work. And there are a lot of things that I do now that would have been massively beneficial to me back then. But yes, there was a lot of fumbling, like I say, <laughs> a lot of winging it and just throwing things to the wind and hoping that they worked and I I, I kind of want to say I'm lucky but it has not been luck it has been sheer hard work yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. honestly a lot of determination to kind of build what I have built the 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 key thing the key moment of when I started focusing more on the business element of running a business was I came across this event I can't remember when it was maybe autumn twenty. Seventeen, twenty eighteen. honestly can't remember, but it was called Youpreneur and I don't even know why I went to it because it was quite a lot of money. I think, I can't remember how much it was, but it was quite a lot. And I went to this all by myself and I felt so out of my depth because they covered all aspects of business, marketing, digital marketing. And my mind was blown. Wow! (laughs) I was so tired afterwards, but learned so much about running a business and about the potential. Mm. And I realized how small I'd actually been thinking because I was thinking, oh, if I buy this new letter, I'll be successful and everybody will book (laughs) me and it was kind of focusing on the wrong things because I think when you're a photographer it is not just about having a camera. Yes you obviously need good gear and backup gear definitely but you need and and you do need to have a good grasp on how to use that but you also need to be a good people person you Mm. need to know how to run a business otherwise you can be the best photographer in the world but you're never going to have a successful business if you're not sure how to run that business
0: how do you balance um i don't know if balance is the right way to ask actually being a creative and being a business person
1: I think because I've done photography for so long I'm naturally creative. I'm also very intuitive and a big empath so I kind of feel the photos if that makes sense. That's kind of how I've always have worked as an artist and as a creative I've kind of felt it. Now in the beginning it felt very unintuitive to me to have business strategy and kind Mm. of focus on the things that weren't creative then i realized actually there is a good balance of the two because when i'm at a wedding i'm being creative naturally and then when i'm at home i'm being that business person so i think that's how i managed to find a good balance of both i think you definitely as a creative need that creative outlet and I actually used to find couples when I traveled and things like that I've actually never done any style shoot workshops coming from a fashion photographer background where I used to do a lot of test shoots I have a lot of thoughts about style shoot workshops but we won't go there (laughs) um but I think you do need a creative outlet because it, you need to be able to balance the work aspect of what you love along with what you actually want to create so I used to seek couples out when I traveled I used to like for instance in Iceland I did a couple of shoots there I was actually there for a photo workshop and um, it was a conference not a star shoot workshop <laughs> but I sought out my own couples for that I went on a trip to Paris and I got up, I think it was about 4.30am, 5am to do a couple shoots at the Eiffel Tower. That then led me to actually getting weddings in Paris.
0: Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: you do need that creative outlet, but you do also need to make sure that you're, you do have a good balance of, of the business aspect mm-hmm. as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Do, do you think you're, sorry, I'm, I've got a list of questions I want to ask you, but I'm just finding this fascinating. I'm mm. just, you know, i have think of other things I'd love to ask you. I'm just kind of intrigued because, you know, we speak to kind of lots of photographers and it's interesting. You know, I think you said earlier about thinking about buying that lens will kind of make your business better or kind of, you know, the, the photos better and you know, i found from speaking to photographers that they would naturally lead with trying to invest in their creative skills the workshops the style shoes, whatever it may be um as a priority and the business side of things become a bit more of an afterthought do you do you think that um you are um, your business now is successful because you're more creative than a business person or more business than the creative person or it is just a a beautiful kind of a mix of, of the two supporting kind of one another there's a nice balance there you know to be creative you need to have the business and vice versa
1: yeah so what I will say is I was there I was that photographer who thought when I buy a new lens my business is gonna grow. If I go to this photo conference, clients are suddenly gonna magically appear. But when I started focusing on the business side of running a business, I doubled my income mm. because I knew the things that I needed to focus on, my, my branding, the, the communication, the message, the things that clients need and want to see and know before they will convert from a watcher into an inquiry and, and inquiry into a booking. So yeah, interestingly, my, my business doubled. And what I will say is when it does come to business learning and business education, it's an investment because you can never lose it. As soon as you buy a new lens, it depreciates in value. If you buy a new lens and you want to sell it on, you're losing money immediately. Same as when you buy a car, you buy that new car. It depreciates in value as soon as you leave the the dealership. But with knowledge, it can only ever grow. You can only ever become better through investing in in your education and knowledge.
0: So by investing in the the business Aspect, it allowed you to become more creative because there's more opportunity, creative opportunities potentially, more bookings, you know, having the business running effectively allowed you to be a creative as well didn't it You kind of support one another yeah exactly and it
1: also frees up more time because you're not going oh my gosh what's going to work how am i going to get bookings the bookings are kind of automatically coming in through passive forms of marketing that you have set up Mm. so like for instance yesterday i got five inquiries through and i did no marketing on my business whatsoever so because you're freeing up your more time for yourself you you have more space in your life to be creative
0: yeah, five inquiries, that to me sounds like a really decent number of inquiries. I think mm-hmm. perhaps yeah, people lis- listening yeah. to this will be thinking, oh my God, I wish I had five inquiries a week perhaps. You know, mm. It's been a long time since I was going to marketing a photography business, so things may have changed. Do you have kind of some, um, some, like, some top tips or some things that you would point people towards as go and do this, you know, make this your priority, Like three things perhaps to help them enhance their, their business?
1: So I have written down three top tips for running a successful wedding photography business, but I'm, I'm, I might do two parts actually. Mm. So from from a practical point of view, from getting inquiries, blogging definitely, social media, and my chosen platform is Instagram, and also making sure that you provide a really great experience on a shoe on a wedding day not just for the client, but for the guests and, and the friends mm-hmm. and family, because they are also all potentially- You opportunities as sales opportunities. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, a few other things that I had noted down as top tips for running a successful wedding photography business are to always under-promise and over-deliver. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes back to that experience that you're giving for your clients and the guests and the families, because they're going to feel special. They're going to feel taken care of. And if they feel taken care of, they're going to be recommending you to people that they work with or people that they know when they hear that somebody has got engaged. And every wedding or every shoot is a bit like a spider's network. is people who know people who are engaged, you know? I had a wedding last year and it was the bride's mum was a guest at a wedding that I'd shot a couple of years before. And, and the bride's mum had, had passed my name on to her daughter. I've also had people who were guests at a wedding who I've never even spoken to, that have then passed my name on to people that they work with that they who have got engaged. So I think it is very important to approach every wedding, approach every shoot with I mean you do have to be genuine with it I'm actually a very nice person and I always want to I'm a people pleaser lots of childhood issues that I'm kind of working through but (laughs) I still you know even though when I work through those childhood issues I still want to help people I still want to be a people pleaser so it's about giving them the best possible experience so that that in turn can help your business grow Mm -hmm. and and sort of run on um auto in the future and then because of that, you obviously have more time to then be creative. Um, Okay, I'm going off on one a bit. Uh, A second tip is to focus on learning. So how to run a business. So it's been, it's interesting because I obviously made these notes before coming on uh, to the podcast. So yeah, focus on learning and how to run a business. Um, And always appreciate where you are and celebrate every small win, as well as looking forward ahead to always do and be better. Mm.
0: So, if I could pick up on a couple of those things, you know, learning, learn about, um, you know, the, the the art of running the business. Perhaps, do you have any kind of go to places, books, online, you know, courses, you know, any kind of um, recommendations for that?
1: Well, I'm going to plug myself. I've got of course 100 <laughs> do it. I've got a photography business course called Success Accelerator. I actually put that together in August. September 2020 during that global pandemic when I saw a lot of people struggling I actually still got quite a lot of bookings that year uh, because of several ways that I had adapted my business so I put together it was actually a five-week group mentoring program and it has now become this big Mm. course um, success accelerator and there's lots and lots of modules within that that cover everything through from mindset uh, branding, message, website, blogging, albums, you know, lots of things like that. There's lots of uh, modules with lots of different lessons. It's kind of the gold nuggets of everything that I've learned through tried and tested ways over the 12 and a half years that I've been self-employed. And I suppose it's a bit of a fast track way of becoming the photographer that you want to be and building a successful and profitable photography business. When it comes to books, there's lots of different books that I have read over the years that have really made a positive impression in my business. Um, I've worked a lot on my money mindset. So mm-hmm. Denise Duffield-Thomas, she's got a book, um, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. She also has a couple of other books, Sounds which are great. Yeah, I love that one.
0: <laughs> Am I, can I read it? Am I read it? <laughs> Exactly.
1: <laughs> there's uh, also dale carnegie how to win friends and influence, influence yeah. people mm-hmm. and not in a what i will say is not in a manipulative way mm-hmm. but in a way that is kind of true to yourself and and looking from an angle of helping people um james clear's book atomic habits is is also really really fantastic sounds like your library this stuart it does
0: yeah. sound <laughs> very much like my library 100 <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: um, and um i can't think of the guy's name but there's a storytelling book oh my gosh what's it called i can't remember it should i find it
0: yes let's let's find it we we'll yeah. we'll, we'll might and do you use what you've learned from that when kind of just talking about the day with your clients you know and um, discussing how you'll work with them is so are you're, t- you're you're talking about the the wedding day as as a story and how do you use that knowledge that you got from that book out of interest
1: i think the whole wedding day is a story yeah, precisely. and yeah, yeah, yeah. people book us for our interpretation and how we view that story unfolding. So I think looking at storytelling in photography, particularly if you are a wedding photographer, is really, really important. Now, I did do aspects of that when I was a fashion photographer. We would actually call them fashion stories when I was shooting for magazines. Because it would be how the images link together and how it kind of all makes sense. But I do use a lot of storytelling elements within my wedding photography as well. Scene setting, closer shots and you're kind of almost using the images as punctuation so detail images as commas and full stops and pauses Mm. and then you've obviously got those key moments as well and I think when you get very kind of understand the elements that are important to your couple you're able to reflect that in the photographs that you're taking much more easily
0: Yes, yeah, so putting the storytelling into the, the, the creative side of things, the art. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I, 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 I have
2: found, found two it. books. I don't know if they, these are. There's The Art of Storytelling yep. Um, by John D. Walsh, but there's also The Science of Science. Storytelling.
0: I think of. I, I, building
1: a Story Brand. Building, building story a Story Brand. brand. Oh, okay. is well, is it remembered. Building a Story Brand. Building a Story Brand.
0: I read a uh, read a book. I'm not too sure if it was purely on um, the the art or the power of storytelling, or whether it's a, a chapter oh, in the book.
2: Donald Miller, yeah. building Don, a starry brand.
0: Don, Don. Okay, right. Everyone, take you know, yeah. scribble that down. Everyone. The book the book I listened to talked about using the power of a story in the sales process. So what I used to do is you know um, when I met my um, wedding clients is I'd ask them to tell me about the day you know what the you know, plans they had, and then what i would do is i'd repeat it back to them as a story with me as one of the characters in the story so you know i will meet you on the day and you'll be there with your mum. and this is what you know, so i'm telling them what they've told me so they they acknowledge that i've listened and i've recorded all the detail mm. but then i'm like i say reliving or not so reliving, i'm i'm t- telling the story of their day as it will be with me in that story and so then it paints a very strong picture in their mind that, well, we need to have Stuart there for, as our wedding photographer because they're already yeah. living and breathing that story, if that makes They've sense.
2: They've all very visioned you there, yes, doing it. Yes, precisely,
0: yeah. precisely. Um, so yeah, that's another kind of you know application of the power of a story, and then of course you bring that into the the, the capture of the day, the creativity, the creativity as well. There's something else you said which I found interesting. You talked about blogging. Now when when I started my wedding photography, Instagram was really just I guess. Well, it wasn't huge. Mm. And there so, was no Instagram no, when no, I started it, yeah. my business.
1: <laughs> so remember no, so like two,
0: 2005, I think I started my photography business. Instagram was just like tiny, tiny. And so I was, I was blogging. It was it was the, you know, the, the thing to do. And it, then it just seemed like nobody was really blogging. But is it, is it coming back again or, or did it never think go away? It's, it's I don't because
2: know. Because it's good for SEO well, that, yeah. and your backlinks and things. I think that's probably why it's increased now.
0: so so when you when you blog is it kind of very image-led or or are you writing a lot of content for it as well
1: side note i haven't blogged for two and a half years Uh don't judge me i know (laughs) that i should do more of it um interestingly we we got married last year and one of the first things we did when we were looking for a photographer was search blogs really and that told Hmm. me uh, you know from being in the position of being a bride looking for photographers i was like okay as a photographer i need to listen to my bride mindset and and actually Mm. blog more um I what I do is I do kind of tell the story through the blog um but in a way that I know that optimizes the blogs well Mm. and my blogs are very image heavy (laughs) because I it's really important for me that if if my work isn't right for a couple that they see it right from the off yeah I value my time a lot and i don't have discovery calls with every couple that inquire just with the couples who are very very interested or most of the time people who have already booked so i do think it is important i think it's as important actually to include some story of the day but make sure that you're optimizing it well to be found for seo as well as showing a lot of images
0: yeah 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 so so the the inquiries you you get at the moment are they kind of organic or referrals because it's it's, it's obvious that you, you get a, a lot of opportunity when you're there at the day from the people you're meeting you know how how have you seen that split of the inquiries coming through organic or kind of referrals or connections
1: so i actually do um i review my year um after the year is finished and see where inquiries have come from because when I was at a lower price point I would get a lot of more work through things like wedding fairs Mm. now I'm seeing most of my work is coming either through SEO still even though I haven't blogged for two and a half years (laughs) um Instagram is huge for me. I get a lot of inquiries either through Instagram, through my own profile or through suppliers' profiles. And then I also have that referral element. So it's kind of a split between referrals from other photographers as well as referrals from other weddings. So I would say those are the three key areas for me getting inquiries yeah yeah it's
2: interesting on the blogging as well because like you said you've not done it for two and a half years but you're still getting that through and it, it feels like it can be a lot of work to mm. have the find yeah. the time to get those images together to write a blog post to publish it but once it's out there it's out there
0: yeah it will stay it's working there for so, you yeah every so yeah. that
2: just proves that, Absolutely. that that works yeah
0: you talk about kind of you know analyzing the the, the year before that that's very kind of and you know, it's a very good business practice, isn't it? Kind of, you know, at the perhaps at the end of the year. Pe- people, of course, have to do it with their accounts. They're forced to do it with their accounts. They have to submit it. What you just described there is almost, it's, it's a, an optional extra, isn't it? Kind of looking at your own performance. I guess the, the boring way to talk about it is like a key performance indicator, KPI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting very, you know, you know, corporate there, but that is kind of, that kind of terminology. But are there other things that you do you, when you look at your business? You kind of review things that you're doing, you've done well or not so well and make change, you know, it's kind of a feedback loop, isn't it? Is there anything else that you, you kind of focus on?
1: So I do set myself goals every year. I think it's always good to have something to work towards. And then at the end of the year, I will review those goals. So what I would do is have a look at the previous year, review, evaluate it, and think about what went well What didn't go well? What did you learn from it? And what can you do better next time? Because there's never any wrong way of doing something because you've learned something, right? You've either learned to not do that or Mm -hmm. you've learned how to to do it better. And I've done that for the past few years. And at the end of 2020, I actually put together my own goals. Uh, It was a review and goal setting workbook because I downloaded so many that just didn't quite have everything that I wanted it to... Include so I put my my own one together and I ran that as an actual workshop to kind of give people that space and and time to actually sit down and complete that.
0: This is perfect because we were talking about this in uh, you know, episode one yeah. about OKRs, the OKR framework that we use. Mm. Do you do you do you know? Um, can you tell us maybe one or, or two of the goals that you've set yourself in previous years or this year that you're kind of, I guess, very um, very proud of? Maybe you did achieve or didn't achieve. Oh, I've got some intense scrolling. Bear with uh, going me. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's,
1: a There's a lot on here. I have, let me see. I'm trying to find what my goals were for last year. Bear with me so things i include when i'm looking at my goals uh, because i have two sides of my business i've got the wedding photography side and then i've got the education side but i also make sure to include some personal goals as well because i think it's really important Mm -hmm. to have that good work-life balance that's something that did take me a while um to, to kind of figure out but i think it is important to set you know, goals in all of those different areas. So just to give an example, um, in 2020, some of my goals that I set were to hit 30 weddings, actually shot 41. Um, Some of the other goals were to do two or three lower ticket masterclasses and actually did end up doing three. I've got an image sharing masterclass, my harness the power of Instagram for masterclass, sorry, harness the power of Instagram for business masterclass and a multiply your income masterclass, which is about building other income streams into your business. I, one of my goals was to set up a Facebook group, finally, for business tips to help other photographers. So I actually did that. The goal was to get 100, sorry, 1,000 members in that group, actually got 1.3 thousand to hit 20,000 on Instagram. Now that is vanity metrics. I will just say that, but it was just a little kind of goal to kind of give me a bit of a push. Um, Another goal, take on an assistant. Ooh, you can't wow. do everything yourself, especially when you reach a level in business where your kind of, your time is split very, very thinly. So I've taken on an assistant who is brilliant. And I also had, uh, in terms of financial goals, one of the goals was to have my highest uh, turnover month ever, which mm-hmm. I did do, which wow. interestingly was almost as much as I got paid at ASOS in a year in a month.
0: Wow. That, that's, I, wow. wow. that's fantastic. <laughs> do you know, I, I'd love to uh, I'd love to know how many other people um, who have photography business have a list of goals like that or yeah. could q- q- quickly access it like you did. Like this is what in my goals for last year. This mm-hmm. is what I achieved. These are my goals. So important.
1: You, know, you need to
0: know where you're heading towards yeah. you really do and you know for me if there's one thing for people to take away from this it would be to go through the process of you know creating your business and your personal goals and I think you said you you have some workshops or workbooks related to that did you, did you just say that or is that something you would do on on courses that you that you have
1: so I have got a whole goals workbook That's what, yeah okay and yeah. then what I did is I recorded the this- Space that I held for the workshop to go through the workbook that is actually available as as one of my education offerings because it's funny I actually created it for myself the workbook and it is the goal setting workbook of my <laughs> dreams honestly uh, because it was so good I did make it available to other people and I've had people say oh my gosh this has changed my whole approach to the coming year because I know the things to focus on and I've broken that down into bite size pieces of action so I know the steps that I need to do to be able to hit those goals mm.
0: it's, it's, it's such a simple technique I, I, again I remember when I was a wedding photographer I wanted a new camera and it wasn't in it wasn't in my budget for the year I, I probably released a new model and I, I got excited I geeked over it and got excited <laughs> and so I I just kind of set myself a goal of creating additional revenue so revenue wasn't already budgeted with the weddings and the work that I was doing and I wrote it up on the whiteboard i needed an extra you know 5000 pounds and every time i was speaking to a client or there was an opportunity i'd be thinking to myself can would it help me reach this goal and it was inc- incredible how quickly i reached that goal got new mm. pe- got new camera it's just it's just it just works um, but you have to invest that time up front to think about it, and it is—it is, it is really—it uh, is sometimes it is hard. But if you've got um, people around you, others in the same situation, it's, it's a great opportunity to talk about shared goals as well. You know, because then you then you almost um people are holding you accountable. You know, you, you share that goal, and people, are, well, how are you getting on with that? You know, it, it kind of encourages you to really work towards it. I think for me, that's kind of one of the most powerful powerful um influences in creating a successful business you know assessing the goals mm. absolutely uh, amazing. i'm, I'm amazing. definitely
1: the kind of person that needs accountability mm. and deadlines mm. for sure mm.
0: <laughs> so you uh, probably covered a lot of this already but something we wanted to ask you was has you gone through all you know all this you know and t- is it 12 years did you say you know was it more than that yes 12, um, 12, 12, 12 and a half 12, years. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you tell us something you didn't expect to discover or learn about while you were running your photography business? What are any kind of surprises that kind of So the biggest
1: surprise for me was realizing how much my mindset held me back. And it's kind of now that I have done a lot of mindset work that I'm looking back and going, wow, that was actually what was holding me back. Limiting beliefs, excuses that I was giving to myself and other people, stories that I was telling myself that was holding me small and that's why i start my success accelerator course with a module on mindset because that's the thing that even though my business did grow every year when i started to focus on mindset honestly so many doors in my brain and in my life opened up because i wasn't focusing on the excuses anymore i was focusing on the possibilities and the opportunities so that was actually very surprising to me because i did think in the beginning stages it's the new lens that I need to yes. get or yeah. the new camera body that's got more pixels or when I get this new laptop, you know, it's all going to change. And actually it changes with us. You know, we are our own biggest asset. It's not the camera. It's you. It's how you connect to other people. It's how you use that camera. It's how you think and how you act
0: 100% And mm. Vicky Knights talks about this In yeah. in the, um, the The Sal's Mindset um, Course that uh, That she did for us Yeah which it's all about on. Kind
1: of building
2: confidence And cha- Exactly what you just said Changing that mindset To Yeah yeah, yeah Thinking
0: wonderful. about
1: possibilities not
0: well, well, I think we probably need yeah. To spend the whole session Just talking about mindset Yeah I think that would be good I think yeah. so yeah.
1: I am actually doing it <laughs> I'm a glutton for like doing lots of things. I, I am actually doing a mindset coaching certification at the moment. Oh, so that's, yeah. I think I think in total, it's about 200 hours of training and, and um, oh, wow. learning until- But you're managing to shoehorn in with everything I'm else. I'm shoehorning it in. But the thing is, I'm, I love it. I'm finding it very, very interesting. And a lot of it are things that I already do, you know, mm. practice gratitude, a lot of affirmations, mindfulness, things like that I actually already do myself. So to learn about it from, a, a, I suppose, is getting a certification for it it's very interesting because I know that it's going to help me I know that it's going to help my business and it's also things that I can put into my photography business and my education offerings
0: as well yeah yeah wonderful Mm. Right. Okay. We, we need an update on that. I think. Yeah. And we need to yeah. learn more may about need that. We to get
2: you back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think so.
0: Um, so, kind of finally. I well, must say finally. There is one final, one a very important question. question at the end. But yeah. yes, do you have any advice for aspiring photographers or business owners to be motivated when things are difficult? I mean, we talked about this in episode one as well. It potentially, could be a difficult year. Yeah. But even if it wasn't, I think people go through their business and they they encounter roadblocks or humps along the roads, and it, things can just get kind of difficult. Just you know, any any words of um, wisdom.
1: So I think we have covered some of this already, Mm, but I'll say the things that I had noted down that kind of sprung to mind that I know that are things that have helped me in the past and can help other people too. So that's to review and evaluate both the previous year, but then you can also do that after each shoot or each wedding so if
0: it's your first year of business you don't have to wait a year do you you can just as you go through it, year every month or after every shoot
1: absolutely you can use this process for anything you can use it after each shoot or wedding at the end of each month at the end of each quarter or the end of the year however you want to I think sitting down and reviewing reflecting evaluating is actually a really important thing because then you're learning the things that have gone well that haven't gone well and the lessons within that and then what you can do better next time mm-hmm. so I still sometimes do this with weddings, I sit down and think, okay, so what didn't go well? Why didn't that go well? How could I have handled that situation better? How would I change how how I've reacted to that situation and, and perhaps approach it with a different mindset next time? And it's actually a really powerful way to learn that there are no mistakes there's there's no regrets there's only ways of learning how to do things better so i think that is a really important thing if you know if you are struggling to be motivated or finding things difficult pinpoint the things that work yeah. So for me, I know that wedding fairs don't work. I know that Facebook advertising, um, so using my Facebook page, doesn't work for me. So I don't put my time and money into those things. I put my time and money into things that I know for sure that work well for me. Another thing is setting goals so that you have something to focus on and work towards. Otherwise, you're kind of just floundering without a real reason. So it's good to kind of note something down that feels a little bit of a stretch, but isn't so much that it, it's totally unachievable, oh, and like I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love a stretch goal too. But then breaking that goal down into smaller, bite sized goals yeah. so that you are constantly achieving and celebrating something, and that in turn is going to help you feel a lot more motivated and productive.
0: Wonderful. But well, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's superb, superb yeah. advice.
1: And then the final question that we do ask everybody: No, it's
2: not. You don't know about this I know, one. It's a shock. <laughs>
0: don't worry; it's, it
2: should be relatively easy, apart from you. <laughs> <I never know. laughs> but what are you having for your tea?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what will happen for my tea? Okay, it's a really long story. Me and my husband don't live together yet, but mm. he's a really, really good cook, and I'm mm. not seeing him tonight. Um, <laughs> I think. Do you know what? I think I'm probably gonna have like pasta. I'm doing a live in my facebook group tonight so i'm not going to have much time to cook yeah and because it's not a husband seeing evening he's not going to be cooking by the way he's a really really great cook steve if, mm. if you're listening <laughs> you're, you're an awesome husband <laughs> <laughs> he can cater the next podcast <laughs> make make more of that broccoli and stilton and soup please <laughs> it's so good mm. honestly but yeah i think probably pasta because it's quite quick and easy and, yeah. and,
2: and fairly fairly healthy it's better yeah. than
1: ordering a pizza right
2: yeah absolutely yeah. millie um, well, to be honest, on this one, we're kind of all having the same, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We all need to decide together where we're having a table for three. Yes.
0: So am I invited? Yes. Yeah. All oh, right. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, After podcast,
2: we'll build an appetite up to the pub.
0: Yeah. I look one thing we do need to discuss as well: whether it, um, is it tea? Is it? Tea. Um, yeah, I know there's going to be it some. Supper? There's going to be it, some yeah. opinions on this. I, I think, think It's dinner. dinner. It's dinner. Yeah. But the is thing is, it's
1: <laughs> my my grandparents thing. were northern, so I know what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably also have a cup of tea for my tea as well because yeah. i do love a cup of tea
2: yeah no but we do every day we talk about what we're having for our tea don't yeah we?
0: natalie thank you so much really really yeah, appreciate that was it amazing. I, just, I, I, I may have to kind of try and slow some of this down because the amount of content the amount of information yeah. there was just incredible
2: and so you emailed saying i've got lots of exciting stuff to share and yes thank you thank you very much my my
0: head's hurting a little bit which is a a good thing a good thing so yeah there's some some content in there some stuff and i'd love to kind of drill into a little bit kind of deeper so perhaps we can if you have the time we can kind of hook up again absolutely
1: absolutely totally happy to help
0: and where's the best place for people to kind of find you?
1: So on Instagram, I'm there at Natalie J Weddings. My website is nataliejweddings.com and I also have a Facebook group for business tips and advice for other photographers and creatives, which literally is called Business Tips for Photographers Super. and Creatives. Yes,
0: easy. <laughs> yes, superb. Great stuff. Lovely. Well, thank you very much. Thank okay, you. Thank you for time. having me. Bye. Well, thank you. Me.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye.